Welcome to Running Is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. Amy, there is huge news this week. Everyone is talking about it. We can't avoid it. It's the dominant topic of conversation across the nation, if not the world. That's right. We've got a website. Yep, I believe. I I listened to the uh, press conference from Boris Johnson about this. He said it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, with the chief website officer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said everyone needs to go on it. Everyone needs to buy some merch. Everyone needs to donate to our Patreon if the country is to, you know, go forward and and get through um, these times. Yeah, and we can we can knock this thing on the head within twelve weeks. Absolutely. So yeah. the website is there now with show notes from each of our shows, so you can find out what we've been talking about. Links from all the stories that we talk about, and it's also where you'll find our Patreon, our merch, and our social medias. So now we can just say go to runningisbs.com rather than give all the usual kind of uh, links before, which wasn't working. So runningisbs.com. And thank you very much to those of you. Yes, thank you. The clever sods who said, yeah, it does look like running IBS. All right, fine. But that, <laughs> you know what? That fits with us. We're okay with that. I mean, that is what we talk about a lot is shit, isn't it? Whether literal do, shit yeah. or metaphorical shit, you know. It's on brand. Perfectly on brand. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> uh, before we start, Amy, have you got some tea in, in there with you? I've got some tea. I'm coming at you live, or not live, recorded, um, from the studio in my new flat. <laughs> my yeah, new, you know, we, we talked about the studio. You visited the studio. Well, this is a slightly different studio I've had built in my lounge. Um, it's spectacular. It's very hot in here. <laughs> it's very hot. Basically, this studio is very high tech. It consists of two couch cushions and a blanket over my head and over the laptop. Because some of you bastards, no, no, not bastards, some of you lovely listeners have been complaining about the sound quality, like we've got all the money in the world to be spending on high-tech mics and proper studios. Well, we don't. We do this in our own spare time, and this is what I've had to do for you guys. I am sweating. Well, I'm sweating like something else in here. I mean, I was kind of joking when I said put a blanket over your head, but I'm happy for you to go with it because it doesn't actually inconvenience me in any way. I'm just, I'm just sick of the complaints. I don't want to hear how how shit the sound quality is. I know it's shit. I don't know because I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't read any of the social media either. What are you complaining about? You tell me that people have said it's shit, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course it's shit. <laughs> You're like got your back straight up, and like, right, I'll have that. I'll show you. I'd like to hear this week only. I'd like people to be saying, the sound quality is amazing this week on Amy's End. Like, it sounds like a professional recording studio. We, we better hope it is. If it sounds shit, then I don't know. We're going to have to cut all this out. I don't know. So I've got my tea, but it's really, um, really more for hydration than taste in here. Um, but I have a lovely, uh, now this is from Bird and Blend, and it's maple bacon pancakes. Not real bacon, because I don't know whether I've mentioned. Shut the vegan. front door. Yeah, maple bacon pancakes. And actually, this is, I've made this hot, but when I tried it in the store, she'd made it cold. She'd made a cold brew, but guess what she'd made it with? Lemonade. With? Lemonade? lemonade? Get out. It's amazing. Sugar-free lemonade instead of water. Put sugar-free <laughs> and watch myself in the camera and see <laughs> I look like a crazy person. <laughs> you do, yeah. <laughs> Talking about tea, cold brew tea in the tent. Um, yeah, uh, sugar-free lemonade, add it to, make it your cold brew with that, amazing, top tip, top tip of the day. My, frankly, my mind is blown. <laughs> it puts my bird and blend mince pie tea to shame. That sounds pretty good though, mince pie tea. 
I still don't know why they're not sponsoring us. It's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, perhaps it could be because we haven't asked them. That could be the main reason. Yeah, yeah, probably. Next time I'm in there, which I am in there quite often, I'll just say, oh, you may have heard of me. <laughs> I do this podcast. Yeah. It's quite, quite a big deal. <laughs> the person behind the counter is probably responsible for their sponsorship. So, yeah, it's worth asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, the, the woman in there gave me a free little pouch of tea when I was in there the other day. Wow, there we go. That's because they know who you are. It's because I took the dog in with me. They're dog friendly as well, which is always a plus. So, <laughs> so Amy, before we get into the uh, what our bullshit from the last few weeks, I, I feel like I'm going to have to go first because you're going to overshadow me as usual, and I don't okay. want to follow you. <laughs> so okay. you have to you ask me and pretend like you're interested first, and I'll kind of go okay. on about some stuff, and then we'll get back to you, which is the more important thing. Okay, <clears throat> foreshadowing there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stuart, what is your bullshit this week? Amy, I want to talk about me in the shower. Right. Yeah, well, I just reflected that my last few runs, the the terrible things have happened to me. It's it's the shower. The shower is becoming the worst part of my run recently. Mm -hmm. Um, The last time we uh, did the episode, I did it with SBC. Oh, and of course, thank you very much for last week for SBC for seeing me. That was really good of her. I mean, Mm -hmm. I forced her. I didn't really give her any choice. But I said last time I got some lower back chafe because my um, running backpack leaks and it just rubbed against my back and that really chafed. And I didn't notice until I got in the shower. That was terrific. And last week I did a run from Bath to Bristol at the same time as the Bath half. So there was loads of people out on the path not doing the Bath half on the path to Bath. And so we saw loads of people and that was really nice. There was lots of people really friendly, lots of people wearing their numbers. Um, but it was fucking freezing cold. It rained the entire way. And it was that one of the runs where I couldn't like move my fingers because it was so cold and didn't realize until I got home, the horrible chafing on my inner thigh next to my ball sack. I mean, it wasn't quite a Reese Jenkins bloody ball sack situation, but there was some, <laughs> there was some nasty chafing. It was the kind of run where the first thing I did after complaining on Twitter, obviously, was to buy some underwear online and to go down to the shops to buy some Sudocrem. It was that bad. Oh god! When you gotta like, you gotta break out the pseudocrome, You know it's bad. Well, I needed to go and buy some. That's how you know it, it was really properly nasty, and it was just, uh, it was horrible because it was just sixteen miles in the rain. We immediately got on the train, which was handy. There was one there straight away, but we're just sitting on the train and just shivering because we didn't really have any clothes with us to mm. change into because we thought it wouldn't be that bad, and anything we did have was wet as well. Was it just you guys as well? Did everyone else bail out? Yeah, everyone else bailed out. Because they're sensible. There was like five people up for it. And then they just all went, oh, no, I can't make it now. And I'm like, I'm so fucking jealous of them. Twats. <laughs> Fair play, though. Got it done. Still training when it's raining, you know? Hashtag. <laughs> Good training. Yeah, well. And then this morning, I went for a 10-mile run instead of park run. And um, it was one of those trail runs. It was really muddy. It was good fun. It was a really nice run. It was a really beautiful day, actually. It was really lovely mm. for a run. But I managed to catch brambles constantly so i was catching with one foot scraping them across the back of my ankles i did that seven or eight times and it was just i've just got these bleeding ankles and then they kind of get covered up with mud and then they get some brambles across them again to rip the mud off and tear them Mm -hmm. open again so it was one of those good runs where i finished with like blood on my knees and blood on my ankles covered in mud as well got in the shower have to clean those ankles up don't i get all the Mm -hmm. mud off get into those cuts oh that was another great shower i'm having some terrific post-run showers recently so that's that's my that's my bullshit showers are bullshit brambles are nasty as well like i've still got scars on my ankle from a trail run i did ye- like three years ago now from brambles just because they're just nasty yeah 
Yeah, just on the inside of my ankles as well. It's just where, you know, where you, you always one foot catches the inside ankle just to brush it. Mm. But that was just where they were being cut as well. So I kept catching them over and over. And that was, mm. yeah, that was my terrific run. It was a lovely day, but my ankles uh, are in a bad way. Mm. Amy, your excuse this week is a pretty good one, to be fair. Okay, hold on. <coughs> I did that out. Um, so do you want to hear my excuse then for not running this past, well, past two weeks, really, almost two weeks now? Well, you, um, you know what? You did run a, a couple of times yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks yeah. ago. You kind of you started to get back into it a little. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I did like a Monday and a Wednesday or Monday and Tuesday because I was like, right, okay, this is it. This is the week I'm going to run. I, I wasn't feeling too great the week before, so I didn't run that week. But then I thought, no, I'm on it. I did Monday because if I can crack Monday, I'm normally like on on for a winning week then. I'm normally in the flow of it. And I was feeling really positive, really up for it, feeling really great on my runs. Um, and during this time, I was getting like a really bad headache. And then by, I think it was the Wednesday, I started developing a cough. And then by the Thursday, it was a full-on chesty cough. And by, was it Thursday or Friday, the government said, if you have any form of cough, you need to, yeah. persistent cough, you need to self-isolate. So yeah, I had, I've um, had to self-isolate. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't know whether it was the, the C word. I don't know whether it was that. But uh, I'm going to say now, coronavirus, it's going to come up. <laughs> oh my God, you said you I dropped know. the C bomb. I dropped the C bomb. Took us a while though, I'm, I'm quite impressed. Yeah. It, it was it was really it was a really chesty cough. Like it got mm. to the point where my chest was constantly aching from coughing. And when I was like, I'm still coughing a bit now, but it's coming like a like a phlegmy cough, T- TMI there. But it's coming from my throat. So this was coming from my chest, and it was mm-hmm. it was quite painful. And then I was just absolutely knackered all the time, really really tired. And yeah, so I'm not sure. It could have been just because it's winter. There's a lot of stuff going around anyway. So. Could have been just a, a cough, like a chesty cough. I'm kind of hoping it was coronavirus because hopefully I'm immune now. Yeah, I mean, you can so, do yeah. what the fuck you want now. You can lick whoever you want. Yeah, I'm invincible. I'm going to go party at the old people homes, you know, all Absolutely. that sort of thing. Because it won't affect you, so it's all right. No, exactly. So it's, yeah, exactly. So today was the first day I actually, you know, went out into society, of course, practicing hashtag social distancing. So I took the dog for a walk. I was feeling out of breath just walking around my house. So, um, yeah, I managed to actually take the dog on a walk. Nipped into, can I just say, this is the only thing I'm going to complain about in general about coronavirus, okay? Why aren't people fucking practicing social distancing? Like, what is wrong? What is wrong with people? I, I had to go across the retail park and I had to nip into, near where I live, I just nip into Asda for something. And I was really, like, cautious. I had my hand gel, I had my gloves on, I had, you know, I was, I was really being as cautious as I, as I could in that situation. When I went in, the amount of people in the queues that are stood like right next to each other, and it's like what, and just wandering around like it's just normal life. Like, what is going on? Like, luckily, I was at, um, I was in the queue and I stood like the recommended whatever it is, a meter and a half, two meters behind the person in front, and luckily no one came and stood behind me. But I thought, you know what? If somebody stands too close behind me, I'm going to say something because what, what are people doing? And then there's people stood outside JD Sports waiting for it to open. I'm like, mate. This is not uh, this is not an emergency trip. You do not need to be in JD Sports right now. I know they have a sale on, but that doesn't count as like an essential journey. You know, I can't. I just can't believe it. Well, anyway, that but that's my only rant. That's not running related about coronavirus. Is that just people being complete fucking idiots when there's no need to be? Just when you're in the supermarket, if you have to go to the supermarket, just stand. Just don't stand so close to people. 
Just stand further back. You know, it's not fucking rocket science. I wonder if we're doomed. You know what I mean? As a society. Anyway. So when we said just before recording, we're definitely not going to talk about it generally because everyone's had that conversation. It's really boring. Yeah. I just had to let that out. I'm sorry. That's the this only... I just had That's to. Okay. It just came out like word vomit. But, but yeah, so... I, I am able to go out now, obviously. It was a bit shit well being <laughs> self-isolated. It was a bit boring, a bit shit. Because um, the thing is, like, if I was... I, I've been, like, signed off, obviously, to work from home, like like a lot of people. But I couldn't really work because I was unwell, so it was really boring. Mm. And it's the kind of unwell where mentally you're fine. You're just, <clears throat> you're just really tired. So it was really boring. So if I was sat down just chilling on the sofa, I was fine. But it's just, I don't know... It was just really, really dull. I think I'm, I'm going to go crazy over the next... If things get any worse, I'm going to go absolutely stir-crazy. <laughs> I mean, you you look pretty crazy at the moment, I've got to say. We're sitting there holding up a blanket <laughs> over your head. <laughs> Day 15 of self-isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Some complete weirdo. Well, yeah, but obviously, as with everyone else, my plans have had to change. I was supposed to be going to Poland on Thursday to do the World Half Marathon Championship... Obviously, that's been postponed along with everything else. And everything's been postponed to bloody October. So I'm going to be so busy in October now. I've got the (laughs) Cardiff half at the beginning. Two weeks later, I've got the Gdynia half. And then a week later, I've got a marathon. And that's all two or three weeks after an ultra as well. So like September, October, I'm going to be fucking knackered. Yeah. And and isn't um, London Marathon the same day as Cardiff half now? Yes, yeah, I think yeah. so. And I saw, I, I did love people complaining, like, "Oh, same day as Cardiff half." You haven't thought about that, have you? Like, there's a race no. every fucking weekend <laughs> in October. I mean, every, yeah. any weekend you would have put it, you'd be in the way of something. I mean, just just get over it. Come on. Yeah, I'm interested to hear like what people are doing now. Their marathons have or whatever have been, especially marathons, I guess, have been um, postponed. Are they going to keep up their mileage? Are they going to drop it back down? Because it must be about the time people are starting to peak almost. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tweeted um, the other week uh, and I said, Newport Marathon cancelled. All that training I've done, wasted. What have I got out of it other than becoming fitter and stronger and healthier and more <laughs> social and happier? Nothing. And it's just like there, there are genuine people saying like, oh, all my training's gone to waste. I've got no motivation to run at all now. I'm like, you are not running for the right reason. If you, the only reason you're running is because you want to do London Marathon or Newport Marathon, that's not the right reason. That's a bonus. And even worse is people trying to organise like unofficial runs in groups. It's like you're totally missing the point here. Please don't, please don't travel to London. That's even worse if you're not in London. If you're going to travel to London and do an unofficial marathon, there, don't do that. Just, just yeah. Don't. That was That's- genuinely, as we talked about last week, that was one of their concerns. Of one of the reasons they might have kept it on was because they were worried about people just blocking the streets and running it anyway. Mm. But now, as it turns out, you know they had to. The big news, UK Athletics basically cancelled all runs, all races, all group runs, all club runs cancelled until the end of April, at least, which, of course, everyone around here will know. But we do have some international listeners to just let you know what's happening here in the UK. All group runs off till the end of April now. Uh, That was kind of mid-March. So that was a good six weeks, which is a bit longer, I think, than any of us expected. So uh, for our club session, we about an hour and a half before we just had to go out facebook and twitter and email and just messaging people to make sure people didn't turn up because we said right we'll call it off you know we actually absolutely have to stop now completely so people have been going out doing their own runs and we've been actually had a really good kind of bit of community with our club of Mm. we're posting the speed session up anyway and people are doing that individually and sending in photos people are doing their own workouts and sharing like yoga videos and things so it's actually been pretty positive a lot of people are still 
I know it's very early stages, but people are staying positive and kind of fit still, which is really great. Yeah, and I think in general it's been it's been a good way to build community in clubs and things like that because I've I've had people from our club, you know, message me when they knew I was in self isolation, say, "Oh, do you need do you need anything? Do you need anything from the shops and stuff like that?" So it's a good way to build up those other aspects of community within a club. Yeah, I didn't do that. No, no, you didn't. No, you, you fucking care. We, well, we live we live very far. I know there are people closer to you, so I thought that'd be easier. Doesn't matter. What if I was down to my last square of toilet roll? I couldn't steal it off you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's catch up from our last episode. Hugh Phillips at WelshBlue78 on Twitter. As a co-owner of the show, I think that's what Patreon means. Mm, Maybe. I've just listened to the latest episode. Holly did a great job, but I'm not sure if the dynamic of having two runners presenting the show will catch on. Plus the sound was better, but I miss Finley. Hugh, I don't want to hear about the sound. The sound will be perfect right now. It better be. There's no Finley at the moment because he has been banished to the hallway because um, he's being a bit of a barky boy. So he has been banished. But you may hear him at some point, you know, do a little like, woof, woof. Yeah, maybe, maybe. How do you think uh, trying a different idea there of having two people that run on a running podcast is going to work? I don't think it's going to work, yeah. A bold I, experiment, I would call it. I agree with you because... <clears throat> Because Holly is actually a decent runner who actually takes running seriously and actually, you know, goes out and runs and stuff and has lots of experience doing amazing running challenges and things she's done and all these different things. I don't think that's going to work. I I don't think people are interested in that. I don't think anyone cares about that, Holly. (laughs) They want to hear about my life. (laughs) They do. That's mostly what this is, yeah. They want to hear about my dog, me moving house, me getting coronavirus. That's what people look to you. Put a blanket on your head, yeah. Yeah. We also had some great feedback about uh, our guest, Howard. Uh, Nicola Kelly said, loved Howard. More guest appearances, please. A strong arm emoji, a thumbs up emoji. And Alison Ruth Dunn also said, that sounded like the most BS race ever. Great interview. Thumbs up emoji. And Helena Miles said, thanks for sharing this about my son. You are the great Howard Owen. Proud of you, How, with a blue heart and an X. Oh, thanks, Howard's mum. <laughs> I love when people's mums get in touch. It's always lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it's now time to thank our patreon donors before we get into the bullshit running news we want to thank all of our donors from patreon and these are the guys that have given us five dollars it is the quietly punctual maria Blythe, the triumphant but modest nikki genders the inexplicably hench you phillips <laughs> the eagerly discreet jay the luxurious and forgiving matt lease the dazzling and exuberant Matt Garner. The timelessly classic Rob Smith. The loquacious and gregarious Kirk Shepherd. The joyously noble Clark Gilmore. And as Len bought two buffs, he gets to be handsome, thrifty, alluring and safe. Thank you very much, Len, and all of our Patreon donors. <clears throat> bullshit running news, bullshit running news, bullshit running. Bullshit running news, bullshit running news. News. I was like, scabby up, 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 but you know, scatman throw it in. Great, thanks. Um, so this is, you know, it's less kind of news just because everything's been cancelled. It's just kind of some stuff we saw online. Uh, a little bit of his news. Um, so as I said, literally everything is cancelled in the UK up to the end of April, probably beyond that, and all around the world, everything's just getting cancelled. Apart from some fell races, and I found this a little bit strange. I've seen this on Facebook. 
online there are a few fell races that are still going ahead despite all of the warnings and the government advice. The Welsh Fell Running Association said they would stand by any race director who cancelled, fair enough, but also said they would set conditions for any race that does go ahead. These included things like online payments, no registration forms, two metre social distancing, no car sharing and so on. There were quite a few um, things in place there to protect people. And I can't quite decide if this is smart as people will be out running anyway, running on the hills or just kind of a bit arrogant because there was just a little bit in there saying, oh, you fell runners are mavericks and do things your own way. And there were lots of people replying was, oh, this is a victory for common sense. And there's just self-serving interests. And I just like, oh, I can kind of see what they're doing. If it's a small field of 20 people, they all keep their distance. They start at somewhere even like starting at different times, like a minute apart. They're mm. shouting their names to the director who'd write down their times. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little undecided. Personally, I wouldn't do it. And no. I'm not sure if it's a good idea. But, you know, it's not for me. I, I'd rather, like, recreate some races as time trials. So you'd set people off, you know, if it's only a small field of 20... And it's like, you know, what might be for some people a PB of, say, 30 minutes or whatever, if it's a, a shorter fell race, then just do it mm. as a time trial. Or else, yeah, keep them two metres apart. How are you supposed to do that in a race? I don't really understand. Like, yeah. it's a race, isn't it? Surely you you might be overtaking people or... I don't know. I, don't, I know you're not going to get anything just from overtaking someone briefly, but yeah. I don't know. It, it sort of defeats the object of social distancing, I think. Um, and what everyone is, in, you know, being encouraged to do. So... I'm not sure. And, and at the end of the day, I know it's it's just running. Just do it later in the year. Like, just, do you know what I mean? You can still go out and yeah. run. Just put the races off. It's not the end of the world if you don't run a fell race this season. It's fine. Yeah, or even time it yourself on your own watch. Yeah, Upload it at yeah. some point in this two-week window. Upload it. We'll check you around the right way and check your time and do it that way. There was a race I did see, actually, who said in they eventually had to cancel but their idea at first their first change they made was to have a rolling start in about a half an hour mm. window they said anyone can come and start at any time because it was chip timed so they could mm. start at any point so there wouldn't be a big crowd of people hanging around which is kind of a good idea at the yeah, time yeah, yeah. but obviously the advice changed and um, so they had to pull the race but i don't know perhaps this is getting into some interesting kind of innovative new ways of doing races in the future yeah i mean across society we're having to innovate around certain things or our society would just fall apart um but certain things can be held off you know we don't have to run races we can go out and run on the fells or whatever on our own so you know i just think the risk outweighs the benefits in my opinion with stuff like this no one's saying mm. don't go out and run at all you know that would be crap for a lot of people because people run for their health for mental health and even in countries where mm. they've got quite strict lockdowns most of them you're still allowed to run the vast majority of them you are still allowed to run whether it, you do it with papers or whether you're just allowed to but timed races i think we don't need those in our lives <laughs> they're not essential yeah. you can survive without them you know just wait until this is all finished yeah i think that is definitely un unnecessary social contact exactly yeah but I have seen quite a bit on Twitter and some people have been flagging them up is like the virtual races are popping up all over the place now. Now, as we discussed previously, oh. there are some good, but there are some good virtual races. There are ones that offer some good things, but there's some real profiteering going on here as well. You know what? I think we tempted the gods. We, we tempted fate when we made fun of the lonely goat runners. Are they lonely? What is it? Lonely goat runners, is it? Because yeah. who's coming out on top now? Fucking lonely goat runners. <laughs> Everyone's a lonely goat runner now. 
They're like, oh, oh, you want to join now, do you? Oh, well, the membership fee's just gone up, funnily enough. <laughs> how we mock them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, how they mock us back now. <laughs> People have been, been quite innovative, though, in terms of, you know, just trying to get their running in even inside, you know, like not even going out on the streets. So um, a Chinese man has ran 50 kilometres in his apartment. And then in a similar vein, a guy in France has run a 6.48 marathon running laps of his seven-metre balcony. Um, he lost count of, of the laps, as you probably would do, but his pedometer kept going until it showed 26.2 miles. We've, and by that I'm assuming we mean Stuart, has done the maths, yeah, and that's 6,029 steps. So, sorry, 6,029 laps. God. That's a lot. That's a lot of laps. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's oh, I just the mental capacity to do that, the mental resilience to do that is insane. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the three Chimnoy race, which is like six thousand laps yeah. of a New York block. This is six thousand laps of a seven meter balcony. That's insane. Yeah. What is wrong with people? He's done like a six forty eight marathon. So I wonder if he. Um... I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, that's good. But I wonder if he took breaks or whether he like did some walking and stuff and. Because, I don't know, I'd have to, like, take a break for a bit, you know, just, like, to have a little stand and just <laughs> clear my head so I didn't go too too nuts. But, wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty impressive. and the, the weirdest thing about this is you're actually still allowed to run in France. You could have gone outside. <laughs> I mean, you have to fill out forms, which is kind of strange. Yeah. But you can still run outside in France on your own. He could have done this anyway, but he chose to do it inside to prove it yeah. could be done. And so. As well, I've, I saw, um, I remember reading a, a Reddit post the other day about some runners getting abused and shouted at for running outside when you know people are saying oh you should be inside you should be at home and all this it's like you're totally what was missing that the point outside? <laughs> exactly <laughs> like and also you're just totally missing the point i suppose they see it as unnecessary so whereas that person might be going to the pharmacy or um to get food they see running as sort of unnecessary which a it's not like i said people rely on it for fitness for mental health for all sorts of reasons but B, if you're running on your own, what's the issue? <laughs> they're cause yeah. they're they're in more danger endangering more people by going to a supermarket than somebody out running. So, you know Yeah, probably. It's madness. Have you heard the amazing story that in Italy one of the only reasons you're allowed to go out, because they are fully locked down, is if mm. you're walking a dog. And so yeah. if there's an apartment blog with one dog, everyone's taking that dog for a walk. And the dogs <laughs> in Italy are exhausted. I bet, I bet. I, I think I saw something about, I think it might be Italy actually, where you are allowed to run, but it can only be one or two kilometres because it's like, oh, we'll let you go out and stretch your legs for one or two kilometres. Um, I think it might be Italy. Or it might be somewhere else that's in total mm-hmm. lockdown, but I have a feeling it's Italy. But I just thought, how are they going to measure that for a start? Yeah. Um, but also, could you like go out for a kilometre, come back, stand inside for 10 minutes, then go out for another kilometre and get your, sort of get your intervals done? I don't know. There are some loopholes um, here. Yeah, yeah, I thought that. I'd, I'd have to create some... Here's me talking about trying to create some kind of loophole when I don't run normally. I just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like a challenge. All of a sudden, you're not allowed to run. You're like, what? Well, I'm going to go out and be an ultra runner now. I'll show you. <laughs> you know, actually, I saw a story earlier uh, that Nicola Forward posted about um, how in France, Spain and Italy, they've currently banned recreational cycling. But mm. and they're actually finding out people who are doing it through Strava. <laughs> so like, oh. not only are people actually going out to do the cycling when they're not allowed to, they're putting it on Strava with all their public details on. Gosh, 
gosh. So why have they banned recreational cycling? Is the idea that you can get like sort of further? So you're sort of, I don't know. Well, I guess the idea that you're still outside when you're not supposed to be, uh, it's a potentially risky sport as well. So, you know, you may increase strain on local health services. But also, if they've said you're not allowed, you're not allowed. Don't put it on fucking Strava. If you're going to do it, don't put it on fucking Strava. Jesus. No, no. (laughs) The next story is a fabulous thing we've been sharing on social media. It is the chest shield. This is a genuine, real thing I had to check a few times. Amy, could you describe what you're seeing here? There's a uh, there's a lovely handsome man who's topless. He's a he's got lovely hair, runner. hasn't he? Actually. He has, yes. That's what I, the first thing I noticed about him. Lovely hair, lovely luscious hair. Um, mm. But he appears to be wearing what is basically a sports bra. That's what it is. The, yeah. Chest. He's got the branding chest shield on it. It's a sports bra. No, it's a chest shield. Uh, so the idea here is to prevent nipple chafing, which is a noble endeavour in itself. Mm. But this is just kind of strange. I mean, it's supposed to be better than tape, sprays or plasters, they're saying. They say that base layers were too thin, or the person who invented this said base layers were too thin. And then wearing a base layer in summer was too hot. And I'm just like, just stick a plaster on. I just, yeah. I just I put mean... plasters on mine and they're fine. I've never had an issue with that. They've created just another problem because at the end of the day, if if women could get away with not wearing a sports bra, I think pretty much every female runner would not wear a sports bra. The the reason we wear sports bras is to stop our boobs from going mental and bobbing around and all that sort of thing, you know? Like, if that wasn't an issue, if we had flat chests, we wouldn't wear a sports bra because those things chafe. Like, you think nipple chafing's bad? Most women have, like, scars under their boobs yeah, from where their the band of their sports bra has rubbed. Like, it's not... Anything like that will chafe. It doesn't matter how... You know, it, it will chafe, basically. If it gets the slightest yeah. bit wet from sweat or rain or whatever, it will chafe. I mean, yeah, you're just moving the problem down and all yeah. the way around your body. It's just... Yeah. It's really strange. Men should... I know men have issues with bleeding nipples, but men should count themselves lucky that the solution to that is just to put a plaster on. Because believe me, if I could just put a plaster on my nipples and just go out, that would be that would be amazing. Not having... Also, the money... I don't know how much these cost, but we talked about it a few weeks ago. Like, the money that you have to spend on sports bras is just insane. And the financial reasons for not having to wear them would be brilliant as well. Besides the fact they're they're uncomfortable as well. Because you do have to wear them tight. And I'm assuming you have to wear these tight because the whole point is not to chafe, even where it will chafe. Mm-hmm. Like, that's uncomfortable. You don't want... When you're running, you don't want something restricting your chest when you're trying to breathe. Well... Anyway, we had some great comments. Uh, Charlotte Neverson said, but it's only available in grey. Where are the fancy prints? So unfair on boy boobs. Oh, it is. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's got to be grey. Man- it's, it's a shield, though. It's meant to look like, you know, armour. <laughs> That's what Nina Nosebug said. She said, I love how stuff like this needs to have a manly name because basically that looks like a low support sports bra slash crop top, which it is. It's a man bra. Let's face it. It's a man yeah. bra. It's not a chest shield. Yeah, and if, if, if the men out there feel more comfortable wearing something like that, a sports bra, whatever, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, no one's saying, oh, that's weird or whatever. It's the fact that they cause more issues than they solve, basically. There's no point. Yeah. Like, no one's saying, oh, so. you shouldn't be wearing that because it's too feminine or whatever. Like, who cares about that sort of thing? The issue is that it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. And I like John Rogers, who said, I'll keep using gaffer tape until there's a running is BS <laughs> oh. branded man bra. I oh, hope he's tape. joking. I, I I I can't tell. I had to look at it a few times. I'm like, oh, I don't I don't know if that's a joke. John, 
Please don't use gaffer tape on your nails. Well, if you, if you use gaffer tape, you only have to use it once. Because <laughs> when you take that off, you won't have to use it again. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? If our Spreadshirt merch store starts offering man bras, yeah, we'll stick our logo on either side and uh, we'll sell that and we'll endorse it and we'll be fully behind it 100%. Definitely. Or maybe we need like running his BS nipple plasters. Ah, oh, BS plasters, yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Now, you know what, Amy? This brings me on to a kind of a semi-related note that perhaps you can help me with and perhaps our listeners can. (laughs) I thought when I was looking at the man bra, sorry, chest shield, I wondered where my heart rate monitor would go because the band is in the same place as um, as the man bra. And then it occurred to me, like, where do women put heart rate monitors on? I mean, surely the band is at the same, the same kind of location on your chest as the bottom of your sports bra. I've never really thought about it before. So, do um, women wear heart rate monitors, and like, can you wear them with with a sports bra? I must admit, I have never worn a heart rate monitor because I don't take running that seriously. Well, you would never get above hundred anyway, so you'd never hit three figures. <laughs> um, but I think when I've seen pictures of women wearing them, they just wear them like slight, yeah, like. I don't know actually because they need, do they need to be next to the skin a heart rate monitor? They do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know actually. I'm sure I've seen pictures of women wearing heart rate monitors and they just sit just below the sports bra, but I'm not sure. I'm not, okay. you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of these things I'd never thought about. I just wondered, I guess, a heart rate monitor designed by men and they'd never thought about sports bras, which yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I think a more serious runner than I needs to get in touch and say where they wear their, their heart rate monitor. <laughs> if anyone knows and wants to send us pictures, please feel free to do so. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Oh, we can't say that, can we? Um, move on, move on, move on. Too. <laughs> Um, so in Strava news, because everyone loves a bit of Strava news, um, they've recently made a few updates, including the ability to see your feed in chronological order, which was how Strava was before, wasn't it? Yeah, that's how all things start. Yeah. yeah. Everything starts with chronological order. And then whoever makes whatever the thing is goes, ha ha, we know better and we'll show you the feed in whatever the fuck order we want to show you. And yeah. then eventually they release it as a feature to do it in a chronological order. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's usually connected to some like really bizarre, overcomplicated algorithm. When what you actually basically. want to see, yeah, what you actually want to see is everything in order. Like that change was never good. Like when I'm looking at Strava, I'm actually interested. If I'm running in the morning, oh, who else ran at this the same time as me? You know, all these different things. I can't anyway. There's also you can turn on notifications for your favorite athletes, which. Uh, you can turn on notifications for me if you want. It won't really bug you too much because you won't get many of them. And then the other update was cutting down the amount of bullshit segments making their way to the top of the leaderboard. So what is this like counted in terms of bullshit segments? Those like really short ones or No, it's those kind it's the people who have done their run, got in their car and driven ten uh, miles home and left yeah. their watch on. Yeah. So Strava have added automatic flagging to dodgy looking runs and they won't get added to the leaderboards until the user crops the run down. That's good, actually, because it wasn't automatic before, yeah. was it? It just uploaded no. and then you had to flag it yourself, which is uh, good. You know what I think, though? What are people's opinions on people who just run the segment? So it's not part of their run. They just run that segment in order to get top of the leaderboard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we may have touched on this before. Yeah. I kind of think... If that's what you want to do, I mean, you can call it an interval session. If you go out and want to run that segment a few times, I'm like, I've done it a couple of times where I've known there's a segment on the way I could probably do okay on. So I'll go and 
add that in. But what if it's but adding it in is different from just running that? So you're basically mm. doing an all out sprint for that segment because that's all you're going to do. I mean, if that's what you want to do, if that's how you want to spend your time, I guess that's up to you. As long as you're not doing it in a car or a bike. I think it's a dickhead move. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a dickhead move, but <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be a dickhead, you're, you're perfectly yeah. entitled to, to do that. Uh, now, the bullshit headline of the week uh, this week from Cosmopolitan, and it's Ooh. "Could you catch coronavirus from your headphones?" <laughs> of course, no. every story has to have a coronavirus angle, and um, well. The article states here, a quote from a GP, there is currently no evidence that coronavirus can get into your body through your ears. And it is unlikely that AirPods or headphones with the virus on them can pass the infection to you through your ears. Of course, you can still get it on your hands and then poke yourself in the nose, the eyes or whatever. But who was asking that? Who was asking that question? The thing is, like, the information about how you get coronavirus and the symptoms is fucking everywhere. Like, everywhere, you can get the information that don't touch your eyes, don't touch your nose, don't touch your mouth, you know? Not ears, not anywhere else, not the soles of your feet or your little finger touching the right side of your knee or whatever. It's your eyes, your nose, your mouth. So, yeah, can you get coronavirus from your headphones by touching your ears? No, because that's not your ear. That's not your, unless you're putting your AirPods up your fucking nostrils, no. I mean, and now all the cosmopolitan readers who are obviously really concerned about that are all aware. There was also something on Runner's World about spitting and snot rocketing. Basically, they spent a thousand words to say, please don't do it because you can spread it that way. You shouldn't be doing it. Well, okay, this is probably controversial, but you can spread other things doing that anyway. You shouldn't be doing it anyway. It's not just coronavirus. There's lots of other things you can spread doing that. Unless like, you know... You're in the middle of a trail that no one really frequents. If you're just running down a, a street, don't do it. I think it's disgusting. It's nasty. Yeah, don't be a gross boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a man thing, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really see many women doing it. I've only ever in my... I've been running since 2012, however many years that is. I've only had to spit once. And that was actually... That was actually after getting over like a really nasty cold. So it was probably the worst time to spit. I just had to. <laughs> And then I've never done it out of choice, though. It was like it had to be Wait, done. <laughs> did you go and do this in your holiday in China in November? <laughs> oh, no, Amy. Oh, what have no. you done? I'd just, eat, I'd just eaten a bat as well. It wasn't sitting right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, You're one of those vegans that only eats bats. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm in the, you know, when I'm in Wuhan and uh, you just can't say no to hey, people. You got to, Harry. Nice bat on a stick. You're lovely. <laughs> okay on to your messages now we've seen some running bullshit on twitter from world and olympic medalist paul chalimo amongst others and he's basically poured a load of dish soap into his bath wet it and then hung onto a rail and used the slipperiness of the bath as like a resistance treadmill it is fucking it's batshit crazy what's wrong with people it's like people want to get a broken leg i mean just go outside and run run around your balcony six thousand times don't put dish soap on your kitchen floor your bath and try and slip over on it that's crazy let's just say the healthcare services are under enough strain (laughs) (laughs) please don't do that (laughs) this is like a professional really experienced runner doing this i'm like what is wrong with you man on the subject of uh, of injuring yourself, Vicky at I underscore am underscore Vic says tripping over timing mats is bullshit. 
Vicky, I need the full story because that's a fear of mine. Whenever I'm running, especially towards the end of like a half or something, I always think about it. I'm always like really, because I trip over a lot. I'm really bad at tripping over. All, well, I'm really good at tripping over all the time as, as long-term long-time listeners will know. Um, but that's something, there's something about timing, Matt, and the way they're just like that little lip. I think I'm going to go over that. Every time I approach one, I think today's the day and in front of loads of people, uh, yeah. I'm just terrified. That is one of my biggest fears. Well, not my biggest fears, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's one of my smaller fears. <laughs> yeah. So, Vicky, we need the full story. Yeah, especially when there are like two or three of them as well. Because obviously, if yeah. you're sprinting for the line, then you're starting to slow. Your pace is changing and you, your stride is changing a little bit. Yeah, it's difficult to navigate those sometimes. I can imagine it'd be a nasty fall. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Bentley at Rach C. Bentley says, During my first ultramarathon and loving it, Husband thinks it's bullshit because I have now found a new level of running obsession. He is really very supportive in brackets. <laughs> yeah, as if running couldn't get any worse when your partner takes up ultras because they they won't stop talking about it either. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not just the time you're out, which is when you're training for an ultra, so I hear. Um, you end up doing a lot of very long runs. You could be out for like three or four hours at a time. But then the time that you are at home, you're just talking about it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Imagine being a non-running partner and having to hear about someone's fucking ultra training. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really bad. Len Martin, at Len Martin, very straightforward. He says the Brentwood half marathon finish approach was a bit bullshit. We turned off the road and I was expecting the finish line a couple of hundred metres away. So I sprinted like a mad thing, completely pooped. It was way <laughs> further than 500 metres or maybe my dash was bullshit. Yeah, I know what you mean sometimes when you're just a little bit caught out. You think, right, get around the last corner. There's the finish line. Go for it. And the finish line's actually about a quarter of a mile away. And you've got a long way to sprint. Yeah, Barry 10K. Barry 10K. Yeah, like, at least the first year. I don't know. I didn't do it in the second year. So I don't know what the course was like. But there's like a, a, a really strange corner where it almost... And this, the crowds are really big around this area. So it almost feels like you're done. And especially because my... The way I ran it, my watch said I was almost done as well. And I had a bit, so I'd obviously taken like the longest route around. Um, I had a bit further to go. I think it was only like 0.10 of a mile or something, but it was so hot as well. And I was just absolutely knackered and dehydrated and it was uphill. So you came around this corner and then it's uphill to Great. the finish line. Awful, 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 awful. Yeah. Have you ever started your quick finish, then had to slow down and then start your sprint finish again? I've done that quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. That's yeah, really basically. embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. Barry 10K. That was, that was it. Yeah. Awful. And you know that once you slow down from sprinting, you can't slow down to a walk because that would be it. That would be the end. You just got to slow down yeah. to like a gentle run and then pick it up again. When the guy you've just overtaken overtakes you back, you think, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Peak too early. Sarah Wills at Sarah underscore Wills underscore. My blood blister from a combination of Fanelli half last weekend and Sandom 20 yesterday is pretty BS. <laughs> Brackets, yes, I'm aware I have weird feet. Face with tears of joy emoji. <laughs> that is a lovely blood blister. That is like right on the, the middle of the ball oh, of the foot. So she's obviously run where she's yeah. landed on the ball of her foot. She's then burst it inside the skin and had it leak around a little bit. I mean, that is yeah. that is lovely. That's a really impressive one gnarly but like fair play in terms of your running form i guess if you're on your forefoot that's supposed to be quite good isn't it yeah. <laughs> apparently yeah sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done sarah we, we will welcome any other gross foot pictures absolutely 
And I very much enjoyed uh, the other day a park run tweeting, no official park run at the weekend, but how many of us will be turning up same time, same place? Oh, oh the pile on was dramatic. That was an actual park run, like a Twitter account well, on a park run. As it turns out, the account wasn't actually an official parkrun account. It was just some person had set it up. The team didn't know anything about it until they'd started tweeting this kind of bullshit. They they set up the account like with the official looking name, with the uh, the same purple logo that everyone uses. There was nothing on it to say it wasn't an official parkrun account, which is such a dick move. But then to say, oh, there's no parkrun. Who's going to do it anyway? I mean, that's a dick move, but then also the, like, a hundred people replied telling them how stupid they were. And I was thinking, like, just just calm down. Like, if 20 people have replied calling them dicks about it, there's probably no need for you to do it as well. There's that kind of self-righteous, I have to be seen to be making a stand. It's like, all right, just the point has been made. But it wasn't even an official Parkrun account. You go on the Facebook page. And they were saying that, yep, we've only just become aware of this account. We have no idea who runs it and we're doing our best to get rid of it. Madness. Absolutely. But like you say, people as well are still complaining to like official parkrun Twitters and all that sort of thing about mm. it being cancelled in the first place. It's like, get yeah. a fucking grip. Well, there's those people kicking off massively that it wasn't cancelled earlier, like the week before. Mm. Yeah, I was surprised. I That's what the advice was then. Yeah. So, Stuart, what's next? In terms well, of your running, no no one knows what's next more generally. No, that's true. Well, in a few days' time, I've got a week off work when I should have been going to Poland. Now, I won't be going to Poland. So I started to think, oh, perhaps I could have a little holiday in Cardiff and do some kind of Cardiff touristy things. Oh, wait, no, because they're all closed down now. So fuck knows what I'm going to do for a week. I'm going to have to find some places to go and uh, to do something. Or I'll just sit at home and play computer games and watch TV, I guess. Um, that's about it. And probably do some runs. Can't you cancel your annual leave? Because, I mean, everyone's off, really. If you're working from home, you're off work. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've got loads of annual leave. I need to use it by, like, June. I've got it all kind of planned out till June. Yeah. I don't want to be one of these people that just carries over days every year. I just oh, want to I yeah. want to take it. If I've got it, I want to take it. Yeah, fair dues. Uh, what about you, Amy? I'm going to build up my mileage. <laughs> build up my mileage. I saw somebody on uh, on Twitter, I think it was, or Facebook, that said I was building up my immunity when I wasn't here yep. the other week. Uh, funnily enough, true, but not true. Um, so, <laughs> hashtag building up my immunity. Yeah, I'm going to go out and run. Um, I'm still feeling quite motivated. I've still kept that motivation that I had a few weeks yep. ago. And I think especially at the moment, just because there's not really much else to do. <laughs> you can't go yep. to a cafe or start nightclubbing um that's not that sounded really old then didn't i when is the last time you went to a nightclub (laughs) Uh, yeah um so i yeah i I think it's going to be important in terms of getting out the house and doing something other than you know work and listening to the news which becomes a bit consuming so yeah i'm gonna hopefully go out for a run and use this time to try and get some training in responsibly on my own not touching anyone not spitting in people's faces you know responsibly and in terms of the podcast uh we may or may not be back next month because obviously there's nothing going on there's no races to report on and it'd just be talking about coronavirus more and more so we'll talk about it next week or so as we may or may not be back if we're not back we'll be cancelling the patreon for that month so no one's paying for us to do nothing um, and speaking of which, a uh, little final shout out to our Patreon $1 donors. It is Jonathan, Chris, Charlie, Angela, Ben, Harry, Steph, Matt H, Matt J, Matt C, Francis, John, Moena, Liz, Rich and Simon. Thank you all very much.
If you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit www.runningisbs.com, our brand new website. And there you can see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias all in one place. What more could you want? Thank you very much, everyone. Stay safe and stay sensible and healthy. Bye. What is this? Loquacious. 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 What does loquacious mean? Can't remember.